Mr. Happy Living here, and I'm happy to be broadcasting from WITV7 in the beautiful Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina, USA. Hey friends, just imagine right now. Yes, just try to imagine living the unique and distinct life you were put on this planet to live, doing work you love, with people you love, in places you love, and all the while creating something of real value to others. That's what I call a life of significance. And I can tell you it's a very happy life. And so can my new friend, Becca Stevens. She's my guest star today, and she's here to share her unique and distinct journey to her life of significance. Hey, Becca, welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. So just take a minute, if you will, and tell our audience what you're doing these days, Becca, to make your mark of significance on the world. Well, I've been doing the same thing forever, I think. I have, um, I'm the president and founder of Thistle Farms, which is a global network of women survivors working together to learn about freedom and wholeness. And like you're talking about happiness. We started in 1997 in Nashville, Tennessee with one house and invited five women to come in. I'm also an ordained Episcopal priest for a little bit over 30 years. And it was really my way of living into the hope that love is the most powerful force for change there is. And I can think of no better way of loving the world than helping create sanctuaries and communities for women to find healing. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you, Becca. Now, let's have some fun with mathematics and let our friends across the World Wide Web get to know you through the equation of our happy formula. Okay. Is this really hot? Do I need a calculator? Well, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. It's a simple formula, but it's very powerful. Capacity plus purpose equals happy. So let's start with capacity. What are your practices for building your personal capacity, whether it's physical, mental, spiritual, financial, emotional? In other words, Becca, what do you do on a regular basis to create all the capacity you need to take really good care of yourself and your loved ones and still have plenty left over to be a giver to others? Exhibit A, my knitting. <laughs> it's a beautiful sweater. I think about people, you know how people knit prayer shawls? I knit sweaters and it's for the people that I care and love about and I get to enjoy my life and knit. And when I'm traveling around the world, creating communities, like on a long plane ride, there's nothing better than knitting. I take baths in the morning. I take walks in the woods you know, um, play with my dogs, my children, all of it. I mean, you know, I feel like I have a great sense of gratitude and that opens up my whole day for others. So you touched on something I've been, been exploring and it's the difference between earthly energy and spiritual energy. Mm -hmm. Earthly energy are those things like physical fitness and mental fitness and financial fitness, but spiritual and, and they're, they're finite. So when you use them, you've got to replenish that energy. Almost everything you talked about was spiritual energy. And the more you use it, the more you have, it's infinite. So can you talk just a, for, for a minute about the difference that you see or feel between earthly energy and spiritual energy? Well, I like to think of a combination being practically divine. Mm. You know, that we're both, we're somewhere between dirt and angels, which is practical and divine, which is, you know, the temporal and the eternal, like you're talking about. 
And for me, I need to have very practical ways of exploring this divine sense that we're all in. So everything I mentioned is practical, but it's also this idea that it taps into something bigger than me mm. and connects me to a higher power. Yeah, that's great. And I think that's the name of your latest book. Yes, I wrote a whole book on Practically <laughs> Divine. Like just trying to figure out from our, you know, all of us have a story. We carry a story and figuring out, you know, how you take those pieces of that story to create something bigger than yourself that gives you, again, the sense of like, I'm not going to recover from the trauma that I had maybe in my youth, but what I can do is I can go deeper than it and I can use it for something bigger and better than myself. I like, love that. Well, let's dive into one of my favorite capacity building concepts while we're on it called a Kaizen state of mind. And this is a beautiful Japanese idea that small incremental improvements add up over time to yield great big results. It's based on mindset, not circumstance. A Kaizen state of mind is knowing there's always something I can do better tomorrow than today. It's optimistic and it creates this gentle, powerful, continuous uplifting of my life day after day after day. So Becca, how does a Kaizen state of mind help you increase your personal capacity to continuously become more so you can continuously give more? Well, you know, I've always believed that it's not like, especially in the justice issues that I work within as far as human trafficking and women being prostituted and early childhood trauma, all the communities of women that I work with, that it's building small communities, relationships that then exponentially grow. So you don't start off trying to solve a problem. People don't heal because there's a proclamation that everybody should feel happy, mm -hmm. right? So if you start small, like we did over, we have many, many times, I was just in Poland last week, working with six Ukrainian knitters, starting a whole new project called Love Rises. And starting with a small group that has the potential for so much feels like great hope for me. Otherwise, if you just think, well, what are we doing about Ukrainian refugees? It's overwhelming and you don't do anything. Right. And I used to think, honestly, it's like, what difference does it make to do something small in the face of big issues? And then I realized the crazier thing is to think if you don't do something small, anything's going to change. Correct. So it's actually super empowering and hopeful to start small and build something. You know, I love Eleanor Roosevelt's um, quote about, you know, take a small group of women, they can change the world. Yeah. Well, and I've thought about it. I like how you, you, you touched on that. But if I want to do something to help Ukraine, let's just say way over there, and I can't, I've, I don't have the means or I don't have, you know, I, I find it's going to be difficult for me. I can go help my neighbor as, as an expression of that overall trying to give. And I think that's, you know, that's what I've decided. If I can't jump into it, I'm not going to worry about it, but I can, I can take advantage of it. And it's kind of like what you were saying, go deeper than your pain. You can, you can use it to create goodness. Well, when I speak, sometimes people will say, well, what else can I do besides buy your soap? Because one of the things we did 20 years ago was start a bath and body care company. So women were employed and could get benefits and really make choices about who they're with and healthy relationships and what their kids wear and all that stuff. And people will say, what can I do besides buy your soap? And I say, first buy the soap. You know, like, don't underestimate the buying of the soap. 
That's right. That is, that's the difference between us making it and us not making it. That small yeah. purchase of a soap is huge for us. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And folks, I've been in her shop and I've eaten in her cafe and I've read her book. And I, I just want to tell you one thing, Becca, everything that I've touched in your organization has been just top notch. It really, it really comes across, and I just wanted you to know that. Uh, okay, let's move on to the second element of the happy formula. This is purpose. And Becca, I've observed that big life transformations, discovery of purpose, often come from devastation, addiction, abuse, disease, death, disaster. Some awful crisis strips a life to its core. However, in my second book, Turning Inspiration into Action, I share a transformational process that I've used to discover my purpose through inspiration. So how about you, Becca? Was there a specific moment or event or crisis or inspiration that revealed to you the purpose you were meant to live? So the moment for me happened when I was pregnant with my second son and I had my oldest son who was four years old at the time with me and we were downtown and I was doing a feeding program for women on the streets. I was already ordained but I was not, I had not started Thistle Farms yet. And we go downtown and I had the idea that we could do much better by women than just doing shelters and substandard housing, that people weren't going to find healing in those places, but I hadn't done anything. My husband was on the road with Columbia Records. I was kind of overwhelmed, pregnant, all those things. And we get down there and where we're feeding, we finished and I was getting my son in the car and it was in front of a strip club called the Classic Cat. And I was putting him in the car seat and he was really like arching his back, trying to not get in the car seat, which is like Olympic strength in my mind. <laughs> and he's looking up and he said, mama, why is that lady smiling? And it was an image of a huge image billboard of a woman in like the memory of a cat suit, I'll say, mm. and smiling to beat the band. And when he asked me the question, my heart broke open. And I was like, someday my son's not going to ask that question. It's going to like fade into the landscape of our city where we buy and sell women and put them up as commodities and ask them to smile the whole time. Hmm. And that was the day I was like, I'm going to open a house and he's going to know that we can love and respect women in a different, beautiful way that's powerful. And that was the day I started organizing, pregnant and all. <laughs> that's awesome. And, and in your childhood... Um, I think as I read my in my research, you were you were quite young when you had a couple of experiences that gave you this idea of creating a sanctuary for, for survivors. Can you share that? Well, with it didn't. It, the idea didn't come. I was so I was five when my dad was killed by a drunk driver mm. and my mom was 35 years old with five kids. And it was a really hard time. And one of the elders in the church began sexually abusing me. About six months later, he was coming in to, quote unquote, you know, help the family and, you know, just pray on the vulnerable, vulnerable, pray, P-R-E-Y, mm -hmm. on the vulnerable. And I didn't have the idea then. I think my heart was forged for compassion then for others who were going through stuff. But it was all just kind of like kind of took years for it to kind of come together and to understand that I really could have the capacity. Mm to open a house and make a difference in a small group of women's lives that now has turned into about 1400 women a year. That's amazing. And I was thinking about this when, when I got to this question in your particular situation, 
personally. And then I think you said, or I read that most women who come into your program have been sexually abused between the ages of seven and 11. So how does that, how does that continuous story revolving through your life, what, what does that do to you? Does it, does it lift you? Does it, does it make you despondent? How, what, how does that energy come? <laughs> yeah, nothing makes me despondent. I hope, I hope there's nothing in this world that's going to make me despondent. That would break my heart. The, um, you know, I think that a hundred percent of the women I've served in the program have been raped. Mm. I mean, a hundred percent. And I also think that while that does permanent damage to us, those experiences, I mean, permanent damage, like there's scarring that you can't see, mm. you know, I don't think it defines our life. And there's, you know, one of the misconception is in these communities is, you know, it's so sad and it's so hard. There's also so much joy and there's so much laughter. Mm. You know, it's like, imagine if you were in a community of hundred percent of the people are, have survived cancer. Yeah. You know, the gratitude and joy is there. Their life is forever different from that experience, but it doesn't have to be that, you know, that is the, de the, the only thing that defines who we are or our lives at all. It's right. so much more than that. That's, that's, let's leave, let's take a commercial break on that note because that's a very powerful note. And let's um, let our sponsors spread a little love to our listeners. Happy is an intentional and lifelong journey, but it's hard to change and grow towards higher levels of happy without knowing where you're starting from. Our happy quiz puts a starting pin on the map to your happy living and provides additional guidance and motivation along the way. Just go to happyliving.com and take the happy quiz to get started on your road to happy. And we're back and this is the Something Significant Show and I'm your happy host, Matt Gersper. And my special guest star today is a champion of change, the Reverend Becca Stevens. She's an author and a speaker and an Episcopal priest and a social entrepreneur and the founder and president of Thistle Farms, a nonprofit social enterprise dedicated to healing, empowering and employing female survivors of human trafficking, prostitution and addiction. Becca is a beautiful role model for anyone seeking to do Christ honoring work. Hey, Becca, I love this article called The Science Behind the Power of Giving. I found it on, life, on LiveScience.com, and it says the act of giving itself can be a gateway to discovering your reason for being on the planet. It tells us how science supports the notion that giving of one's time and talents and treasures is a powerful pathway to discovering purpose, transcending difficulties, and finding fulfillment and meaning in life. So I updated our formula. Capacity plus purpose plus giving equals really happy. So what do you think, Becca? From your experience, have you found that giving your time and giving your talents and your treasure has been a pathway for you to discover your purpose and to transcend difficulties that you've faced and for bringing real meaning to your life? Absolutely. That's a beautiful idea and notion. And I believed it all my life. And I even would say it doesn't matter if you're giving or receiving. 
the idea in the exchange, like some days I'm a giver and some days I'm a receiver and everybody is, but that love is present in that exchange. That's what's so powerful about it. And the other thing that I really think is that, you know, there's been a lot said about donor fatigue. And I think that that is not really giving. I think donor fatigue, the idea that so many people need so many things, there's the sense that it's not doing good or it's not changing. So what I think is that as people are giving of their time, talent, and treasures, that they actually, you know, need to feel like they're engaged in the community mm-hmm. and that they're giving in gratitude. I mean, like how I'm giving my time and talent and treasures, I have to be doing it. Remembering that once I was a beggar, mm-hmm. you know, I was a beggar. So I'm grateful that I can give today. And when you give that way, there's not fatigue in it. There is joy. And I also think the other place we get tripped up is we want people to receive things in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that's not really our responsibility. Like somebody was saying, you know, like when, when a woman relapses after you've put all that time, talent and treasure into her life, what do you think? And I'm like, that is not my responsibility. My responsibility is to give in gratitude, how she receives it is on her part, but it doesn't diminish the gift. I mean, it might ask us to reflect on how we're giving. It might ask us to reflect on when we give, that there might be some tweaks to that formula that we need within your formula. There might be some tweaks, but in general, the nature of the idea that we're privileged at any one time to give and we're privileged at any time to receive and to do those with the same grace is important. I think it's, it's, it's again, we're back to that practically divine. If, if I'm giving to, to check a box on the earthly level so that I look good, I used to do a lot of giving in the first half of my life because it reflected well on me. You know, look at him, he's doing this. And that's not really giving. When you're, in the, when you're giving from your heart, that's that divine giving and that doesn't tire. So I, I think we're right back into those, I forget how you said it, between dirt and, and what'd you say, dirt and heaven? Angels. Between dirt and angels, I like that. Okay, and so the science <laughs> with us, right? It's, and I love this wonderful feeling that comes from the fourth element of significance, doing work that creates value to others, real giving. And I know from my own experience, Becca, that I feel the magic of life when, not when I'm getting more, but when I'm giving more. But there's more to it than that. It's not just the giving that's magical. What I've been exploring and learning and experiencing, it's when you're giving from living in your purpose. That's where you find the real magic. So tell us, Becca, how does it make you feel to be happily living your life and giving to others through the work you were put on this planet to do and the people around you have taken notice? I'd like you just to sit back and open your heart and just listen to the impact you're making on others by living and giving from the life that you are meant to live. This person said, Becca is a great person. The way she wants to help women is great because she doesn't give fish, but a fishing rod. She helps people to believe that they can handle themselves no matter what was in their past. Becca Stevens lives what she talks. When she needs an answer, she walks. When she gets her answer, she works to accomplish it. She's a modern day saint in jeans. 
I'm in awe of Becca Stevens and everything she's done to lift women out of poverty, especially by find, founding Thistle Farms. Becca Stevens is the real deal and walks the walk she talks daily. An amazing human being, encouraging, compassionate, brave, authentic. And about your latest book, Practically Divine, they say, it's stunning. It is hope. It is light and love, inspirational, thought-provoking, humorous, raw honesty. It gives hope and meaning to life no matter what your broken is or was. It reminds us to see the divine in the most practical parts of our lives. This reader says, I love this book so much. It's moving, witty, inspiring, and very human. And finally, after listening to this book, which is read beautifully by the author, she writes, I find myself for the first time in my life, finally, since my childhood, able to let go and to burn ashes of my own abuse. Becca, how does all that make you feel? Wow, that's so kind. That makes me happy. <laughs> and I think it's like people, just a reminder to me sometimes that if you do this work that we are feel like we are called to do, and we do it the best that we can, that sometimes people are inspired and receive it. And it's, it's a great feeling. So thank you for that. I didn't expect that. Thank you. You're welcome. And I think that's what I want our listeners to understand. When you, when you find your purpose, your reason, several things happen. First of all, your life gets easier because you're excited to do it because it's why you were made to be here, whether you're founding Thistle Farms or, or fixing cars. And when you're doing that work, it's you're doing it with such joy that people notice. And, mm. and that's it. That's the magic. It's this great big happy circle. Giving your time and talents and treasures is a pathway to discovering purpose. And giving from living in your purpose brings this profound joy to your life and to the one you're giving to and to those around you too. So giving leads to purpose and giving from purpose leads to joy. So to more properly reflect the exponential power of the happy formula, I'm going to tweak it just a bit more. Capacity times purpose times giving equals happy to the third power. And that's really, truly, deeply happy. How does that sound to you, Becca? Sounds beautiful. I don't know if I could, I don't know if it's to the third power, but I do think it's, it's multiplied. I'm not sure it's, it's the math is correct, but I trust you on it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. What's it exponential or, or linear or yeah. it's good when you're, when you're doing those three things, life is good. Yes. Uh, and this is good stuff. So let's wrap things up with a lightning round. I love the power of words and the capacity for great quotes to change lives. So I'm going to read a few of my favorites and then have you tell us what they mean to you. First thing that comes to mind, Becca, because we call this a lightning round. Are you going to give me a hint about who said them? I'm going to tell you who the author is and what the quote is. Okay. I'm, and then I'm supposed to give you a reaction? What it means to you. Got you. I'm in. What it means to you. This is from H. Jackson Brown. Sometimes the, hearts, the heart sees what is invisible to the eyes. Oh, that means that we know things we don't even know we know. <laughs> That's a great response. <laughs> I might have to use that as a quote. 
Uh, from Brene Brown, vulnerability is our most accurate form of courage. Yeah, that when we are the most vulnerable, we are the most loving. Very good. From the ever-inspiring Becca Stevens herself, when we allow others to embrace both ordinary and extraordinary experiences, we can feel divine anywhere. Yeah, that's just saying, you know, this moment where we are right now is where exactly where we can breathe in the love of God and feel the presence of God in our lives. And we just have to take this moment as extraordinary, as ordinary as it feels. I love that. And it, I, I, it's not on my list here for you, but one quote I recently read was describing the present moment as when our, when time intersects eternity. Yes. About that, I thought, holy smokes, that's so big and beautiful. And that's it. If we can just live in the present moment, we're good. It's just, oh my gosh, I've spent, wasted, I know I've wasted so much time thinking, well, if I lose 10 pounds or wait till I finish, you know, paying my children's college or whatever the thing is I'm waiting for to be happy. It's like, stop it. Yes. This yep. is it. This is it right here. This is, it. This okay. is my body. These are my finances. This is where I am in my life. Go for it. That's it. From Rumi. Of all you see, only love is infinite. I just want to say amen to that. From 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 24, let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being. Mm, that means that we are our sister's keeper. Very good. This is our show anchor from Goff. Whatever you can do or dream you can do, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Begin it now. Yes. You know, I like the one um, that reminds me of the quote that I read in the essays from, I can't think of his name, but the quote is, every, rev every revolution begins with a thought. Yeah. I mean, it's just a thought. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be, I mean, you don't, like when you're moving from inspiration to action, it begins with a thought. Begins with a thought. That's exactly right. Wonderful. And now, folks, it's your turn to be a giver, too. If you can hear my voice and you are inspired by today's show with Becca Stevens, please share some love with our fabulous broadcast team by giving what you can to WITV7. They're a 501c3 charity on a mission to educate, empower, and encourage. They do good works with your kindness. Becca, you're just a delight, and I love your belief that love heals and how that strongly held conviction helped you create something truly loving in Thistle Farms, where you help transform women from the less positive symbolism of a thistle, such as poverty and weakness, all the way to its most positive qualities of might and brilliance. And I admire your tireless effort to inspire women the world over to do the work on themselves and to step up for each other too, with grace and generosity and vitality and spirit and love. Oh, I do love that. And Becca, I'm super happy that you've shared your spirit of unconditional love and recovery and healing on our show today. Will you take just a minute or two and share any parting remarks you'd like to leave with our audience? 
I think the only thing I just want to say is how we have grown and thrived as a community is by the love of strangers and people hearing a word of hope, even when people know that it's a long, hard road for women to take in recovery, it's made all the difference. So I covet people's prayers, thoughts, their going to the website and looking at products, whatever it is. And, you know, you, by having me on here, Matt, it may save a life. And so thank you from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Becca. And I also want to thank WITV7 for hosting and promoting our show so we can keep interviewing inspiring guest stars just like Becca and reaching folks like you ready to create your own extraordinary lives. Most especially, thank you viewers and listeners. You'll find links to websites and social media and all things Becca Stevens. Find her, friend her, buy her books, shop in her online store. Products are amazing. Sign up to receive inspiration and updates and special offers. And you can also donate directly to support her good works, helping women survivors recover and heal from prostitution and trafficking and addiction. It's all available at thistlefarms.org. That's all one word, T-H-I-S-T-L-E farms.org. One more time, thistlefarms.org. From me to you, dear friends, I love you, and I want you to be really, truly, deeply happy too. So I want you to go to happyliving.com and take our happy quiz. Because when you measure your happy, you'll focus your attention on it. And focusing attention on it brings, inspires change and learning and improvement to flow right into your life. And once you take the quiz and it only takes a minute, then I hope you'll give some thought about what we can do together. Yes, you and me, give some thought about what we can do together right now to improve the happy of your world, one person at a time. Till next time, I'm Matt Gersper, you are awesome, and this is the Something Significant Show. And we're out.